There's been a lot of talk, really for a few months now, but it's really taken a, a step up in the last few weeks uh, around Netflix's uh, proposed ad-supported tier. The large streaming service has partnered with Microsoft to figure out how they're going to execute an ad-supported tier uh, and some of the reasons why they uh, chose Microsoft, which really isn't you know, a, a player in the space and so it was, was an interesting kind of partner, uh, was because they, they felt like they wanted to, to break the the way things are done. There's a lot of ad-supported streaming services out there right now, and the first one that comes to mind, of course, is Hulu, which has seen quite a, quite a bit of success over you know, especially with Disney's reporting lately, um, that it's more successful than even its Disney Plus platform in terms of growth. The idea of an ad-supported tier is is great in an inflationary environment, in a high price high gas price environment, because people are looking to to cut costs where they can and. Um, Netflix, I think if you can, instead of paying whatever it is, you know, 10, 12, 15 bucks a month or whatever it ends up being and, and really dropping it down to a few dollars a month, I think is is probably one of the first places that people are going to go to to make sure that they can get through higher prices. But the question that it raises as a marketer and as somebody who, who thinks about value propositions, whether that's from an employer branding standpoint or just from a from a from an actual product standpoint is um, is this is what we're seeing in Netflix the case of, of a company that in pursuit of growth is losing its 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 original value proposition. One of the reasons why I've always enjoyed being able to flick on Netflix or Disney Plus or these kind of streaming platforms is because um, I think over the last, I don't know, 24, 36 months, I've, I've gotten very tired of seeing or being bombarded by uh, pharmaceutical ads and, uh, you know, just just ads in general on, on the news networks, which are typically on in, in, in our house uh, throughout the day. And the value proposition I, I always felt like from Netflix was that, okay, you get access to great content. Uh, but also no ads. That's the reason why you pay the the upfront or the uh, the monthly the monthly fee, and you exchange a higher price for what is a cleaner service. And you know it's great to be able to get more people into your your organization. It's great great to get more customers, and then the ad supported here. I think if people are willing to pay that, it's great. Um, but and you know. The, the word on the on the street or at least in, in articles is that a lot of the content that is available to the full price user will be available to the to the cut price user and I just think that in a world of course Netflix also is a public company so that actually adds a, a layer of, of complexity to it to where here's a company that needs to grow to satisfy the growth targets of of Wall Street and uh, the first place, of course, it's going to look without first looking at or without looking at acquisition targets or adding to its actual core business is, is how do you get more money from, from the user base. And so hopefully what, we're not, ho- hopefully what we're seeing isn't a company that's feeling pressure to grow because it's publicly listed when maybe it could have been a private company and, and really just perfected the, the platform. We're seeing a publicly listed company have to chase growth targets. And in order to do that, it's it's putting out a product there, which is more of a a product that's that's out of necessity, out of peer pressure, than the betterment of the platform. 
uh, because you know it, it reads a lot to me like this is a company. I, I, you know what? When I think of the Hulu experience, don't use it very much. It got it as part of kind of like that Disney Plus bundle. I don't use it as much because we have the version that is ad supported. And I, I don't know if there is a, a higher tier where you can eliminate all the ads, but it's one of the most frustrating things about that platform, in my opinion, uh, having to see ads because it's then it's really no different than linear television. And other than the fact that, you know, you get to watch what you want on demand. But it really is a sticking point for, for I think, a lot of people who are paying a monthly fee to, to get ads. And I wonder if there's a way that Netflix can can bring out a, a, a lower price tier without making it ad supported um, and, and, and still accomplish kind of the same goal that it wants to with these things. So just an interesting headline. I think it's going to be f- interesting to see how they, they execute on it. You know, the one of the reasons, again, why they why they chose Microsoft as a partner is because they, they want to. I mean, there's a lot of buzzwords around privacy and all these things that I think are great. But I think they're also aware that if they went the traditional consulting route or the traditional technology partner route, that the advice they were going to get maybe breaks their value proposition. And so hopefully, you know, if this is executed well, I'll be very interested to hear what other people think. Um, leave a comment in, in, the, in the comment section below. Um, but how will Netflix execute on, on the ad-supported tier? Will it be as good as the, the premium tier? And, uh, you know, in my opinion, will it be as annoying as, as these other platforms that, that actually uh, already do ads? Uh, it'll be interesting to see also, from a financial standpoint, what whether this has the impact that they feel like it needs to, or should they have maybe just gone after the, the password sharing a little bit harder? Um, all, all, all interesting to, to keep an eye out for going forward.